welcome to the conversation. My name is Katie and joining me as always is my co-host Sasha and once again we will be talking about the Disney Plus TV series Loki. We will be talking about episode 4 so a spoiler warning is in effect from this point forward. So we just we just watched Loki together for the first time. I don't know why we haven't done that before. I know I liked it. It was good. It was it was good because now we can both talk about what the hell just happened and it's fresh and it's fresh it's as fresh as it could be Mm -hmm. um obviously loki episode four we're watching it two days after it came out Mm -hmm. um and yeah i've i think we're gonna try and do today in order of the episode yes not jumping around just from start to finish our reactions Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna kick it off by saying uh the music oh my god Beautiful. I love the music. Stunning. <laughs> Just the music in the previously was so good. Yeah. I forgot. It oh, had no right. I read her name during the credits, but I forgot it already. It's Natalie, Natalie Holt. Natalie Holt. Love of yep. my life. Exquisite. <laughs> we, this was a Loki Sylvie Stan podcast. It's the Natalie Holt Stan <laughs> podcast now. This is for you, Nat. The previously music was so good, mm-hmm. and I think I make that comment about music maybe four or five times throughout the episode. I'll obviously mention it when it comes up, but it's so good. But that was my first comment. Um, the episode kicks off with uh, Asgard. Yeah. We're, we're in Asgard, and we have to assume young Sylvie, right? But she's a brunette, so it's really up in the air. She's a brunette. <laughs> but we know we know it is young Sylvie. But it, it it would be weird for them to just show a random child. Yeah. It's Sylvie. Um But showing her being kidnapped. What? Yeah, but like obviously as Guardian time moves differently, Thor's like a couple hundred years old at mm-hmm. this point. Sylvie's in human years got to be what, like, thirteen years old, fourteen. Sure. Vaguely. Yeah. That so seems about they right. didn't just they didn't just take her when she was a baby. So. No, she was like obviously a the the reason that she's a variant isn't the fact that she's female. Yeah. Because otherwise, they would have just yoinked her out of the timeline when she was born. Yeah. So maybe she was too good. Maybe she was becoming a good person. Ooh, that's an interesting and, theory. And so that's why she had to be taken out of the timeline. Not because she was female, but because maybe if she was female, she didn't have the same competitive dynamic. Yeah, or she, they already had their Loki, Loki and said, before. we don't, sorry, we don't need you. Maybe. You've but lost like, the job. It's just interesting that she's taken out at that age, not younger. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, they went back, like, after figuring out, like, which variant of Loki it is. And they're like, let's just go steal her when she's a child. So she never has the opportunity to do these things. But then, of course, that causes a problem. Like, how do you know to go back in time if she never does these things? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's It's definitely interesting. I would love it if they turned around and said, like, hey, Sylvie was going to be a good loki yeah they were going to be good there was going to be peace in the nine realms you know all of these things wouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. i think it would be really interesting to see that right um but unfortunately i don't think we're going to get very much 
into that. They're going to say, like, oh, we took you out the timeline for whatever because they have to give some context, but I don't think we're going to get the in-depth answers that we want. Yeah, I'm not sure there is an in-depth answer. Or, I don't know, maybe there is. But there's only, what, two episodes left, so... Two episodes (laughs) left. We'll see what they can do with that. Um... So then we see the judge as a hunter. Because mm-hmm. she's the one that brings in Sylvie. Yep. So there's a promotion scheme within the TVA. I mean, because yeah. it kind of goes against the original theory I had that you were just plonked into a job. Like, oh, you're the judge. You're the judge. There's That's a it. real corporate ladder here. There's there's a timekeeper lizard god somewhere sitting there going, you know what? They did a really good job on that. Doing one performance on reviews for the lizard god. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it it makes it kind of strange, honestly. I mean, but like the whole thing um, is strange, like how everything's on paper and looks straight out of the eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. And so then it cuts to them on Lamentus. Yeah, dying. It's you know, whole... it's very close to my theory of Mobius just yoinking them back by the collar as soon as the episode starts. It's literally exactly it... <laughs> what happened. Like, yeah, they had a little moment before it, but that's exactly what happened. <laughs> they literally just pulled them back in. Yoink. Come on. Sorry, you're contracted back, for back four more episodes. No. <laughs> yep, you're here now. Sorry. But there was a line that I wrote down, um, not obviously word for word because we were watching it, mm-hmm. and I couldn't pause. But it was um, the universe. The universe wants to break free, so it create creates chaos. Mm-hmm. You haven't watched WandaVision. so no, I have not. Wanda, essentially at the end of the series, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. But I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, it's- <laughs> at the end of the series, <laughs> she's basically told that she is a chaos witch. She uses chaos magic, basically, Mm -hmm. which means that you can... A being of spontaneous creation, so chaos magic. You can do literally whatever you want. It can go against the laws of the universe. You can do what you want. That's basically the whole of WandaVision. That's what that is. That's how it is. Is Wanda running the TVA? I don't know if Wanda's (laughs) running the TVA, but it does... Any reference of chaos inevitably does now make you think of WandaVision. Wanda, yeah. Um, and I don't know whether they've done that on purpose or whether it's just, you know, chaos is a good word to use. Yeah, it's just but their brand. it does make you, it does make you think mm-hmm. of Wanda. Yeah. And is that, I don't know, I've said here, I don't know whether that's a reference to Wanda and WandaVision and chaos magic. And maybe there's another being that can use chaos magic that's controlling the TVA. Mm-hmm. Or is it just them telling us, like, the universe wants to break free from the TVA because the TVA is wrong. Yeah. Because there isn't a sacred timeline. But either way, it's a really interesting line. <laughs> I really liked it. And then you see everything crashing into the planet or the moon or from the moon onto the planet. I'm still a bit confused as to which is which. And you get those gorgeous visuals. <laughs> the gorgeous, again, can the, we spend more time on Lamentus? The beautiful gorgeous end visuals. of the world. It's so pretty. It is. Um, with all the meteor smashing and the explosions. Mm-hmm. And they have this great conversation about what makes a Loki, is it being the fact that you're destined to lose? Mm-hmm. And Loki says, no, it's, you know, because Lokis always survive, you know, that classic, classic kind of narcissism and yeah. God complex of the Lokis. And then our worst nightmare comes true. 
they are going for that narcissism love plot. Oh my god. Ugh. That's what they're doing. That's, and you know they're what? Doing it. I hate this. I hate this so much, but I'm kind of leaning into it. But I hate I the thing is I was against the narcissism like the love story. But I've literally written here, I think the music is selling me on it. <laughs> oh my god! In that scene. You're so impressionable. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Be it's strong, really Katie. <laughs> the composition of the scene was just really good. Uh-huh. And if you took away the fact that it is themselves, you could put that into any movie and the audience would be sold. It was a very well-written kind of... I disagree. Romance scene. I really liked it. I don't think... I don't think it was... I think it's well-written out of context. Like, I think yes, he says some nice things, but I don't, like... I still... I don't... I have no idea. Like, there's no arc with Loki's character. It seems to be all over the goddamn place. They keep, like backtracking and being like oh no no but he's progressed emotionally but no he's still callous and cold and i'm like there is absolutely nothing spurring these changes and i find it so infuriating hi welcome to the sasha's mean to loki podcast i'm not mean to loki (laughs) because loki doesn't exist as far as i'm concerned no i completely get it that's what i'm saying though like if you took that scene with the music and the visuals and the kind of undertones and you put that into any kind of rom-com you would sell the audience on the romance. That's what I'm saying. Like, in that context, I'm not 100% sold on the whole narcissism thing. But the way it was done from a production point of view was very, very good. It's very sweet and it's very pretty. And then they get yoinked, which is kind of what we said at the end of the last episode. They got yoinked. Um, They created a nexus point that was basically vertical, which is great. Everyone was shocked by that. It's kind of interesting because it shows us that nexus points have gradients. Yeah. So there might be a nexus point that happens for literally like 50 years, but they only go in and stop it when it's getting to a dangerous point, which could be what happened with Sylvie. It might have been like a really slow gradient nexus point when she was born. That's a good idea. So smart. But I like the fact that there's like a vertical nexus point, like... They're holding Like hands. an immediate, oh shit, they're, they're like, whoa, <laughs> they just touched, we need to get them out of there. <laughs> they're holding hands, God forbid. There's going to be Cooties. a third variant if we don't step in right now. <laughs> I just love it, it's just brilliant, it's just like, uh, oh my god, they're being nice to each other, get in there. Get in there! Stop it. Stop it right now. Oh my god. So I liked I liked that. Yeah. And suddenly we're back at the TVA. We're back with the boring oranges and browns and whites. Hey, and be nice to Halloween colours. No, because it's not Halloween colours. It's earth tones, but not even good application of earth tones <laughs> because it looks like a DMV. <laughs> so, your earth like tones this. suck and your composition is awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh Leave god. me alone. So, no, you're right. You're right. But I did. I've seen a lot of interesting TikToks of like the the hotel that the TVA elevators are in. Yes. Like and all the other movies that it was used in. I was like, that's so funny. Like, there's just some yeah, hotel where like, wow, that's really pretty. Can we? We're gonna <laughs> this co-op. Looks this. like a copy paste. So Literally. we're gonna take that. Yeah. I was like, that's so. Cool. And I was looking, and like, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but it has nothing to do with the plot. Mm-hmm. But. When there's a scene in the background of Mobius, mm-hmm. and there are like, 
there's like a number lettering system of sections. Mm-hmm. And you can see two floors. Basically, the two signs are practically above each other. Like, mm-hmm. And one of them says something like 3FG and the other one is E4 or EF3. And they're practically the same. My God. But there's no order to it and there's no structure. It's just it utter nonsense. Just really ha- I just hated it because it was like <laughs> they both have the number three, they both have the letter F in different positions with two other letters and there's no reason behind it. And I hated that because there's no logic. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> they're back in the awful Earth Tones TVA mm-hmm. and they get separated, obviously. Yeah. They go into separate time theatres. Loki and Mobius go off in one, Sylvie in the other. No idea why no one is interrogating Sylvie. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. But um, anyway, we end up in that theatre with um, Loki and Mobius. And Mobius is just being mean, right? It's just yeah. mean. Uh, but I, I imagine he's kind of bitter. He's so bitter. <laughs> My friend betrayed me, so I'm going to be mean. But, like, ugh, see, I hate that because it felt so surface. And I'm like, you don't care that this man just jeopardized your career? Like, I don't know. I feel like they really threw that away. It literally wasn't even, hey, you could have destroyed the sacred timeline, TVA, and everything I believe in. It was, you were my friend. You were mean <laughs> you to me. You betrayed I'm like... me. I, I think I've written a bit further down. It was just like, why is he being so bitter? Yeah. Why? I was like... There's no There's no reason. Um, and then he gets put in a time cell. <laughs> yeah. Which is basically just a bad memory cell. Yep. Over and over again. But why... It, I think it's very odd that they chose that memory for it. I think it's like a great little throwback to mm-hmm. the first Thor film. But surely if you really wanted to damage Loki, you'd throw his dead mother at him. You know, seeing as like the last thing he said to his mother was that he he wasn't her son or something along those lines yeah you'd surely throw that back in his face rather than hey you cut my hair off you meanie i think that there's one of two things happened number one they couldn't get the actress number two maybe they wanted something that was just like not waterboarding but like the water drop thing where you just have like a faucet ever so slightly on that you get a drop of water on their forehead um like yeah and they wanted something like that that would just keep, like, jabbing him in the tiniest of ways until it broke him. Because I feel like the first one, like, with his mother, that would have just, like, maybe broken him so quickly and not fostered any sort of change. Yeah, I do get that. I just think that it was weird. Because you, in order to know that and the context behind that, you would have had to have watched the first Thor movie, remembered that character from the film that came out in, what, like, 2009? I just feel like if you're choosing a moment like that may- maybe hear me out go for something that was made in the last 10 years <laughs> oh my god and that's, oh, not even in the last 10 years yeah no that makes sense so that's why i feel it may have been like a logistical thing a hundred percent it might just be a because it was a tv show you know they couldn't get anyone get the, or a movie, you know, or, I get it. Or they just they needed understand. it where, like, they came in and exited, like, really quickly. And they're like, we just need someone who was there for three seconds so that we can have it on a loop. But I just think that if, obviously, there were no limitations to it, there could have been a better choice. 
in terms of what scene that could be because I just think that that was a, a an awesome little throwback for those people that love all of the Thor films but if you got into it kind of at Ragnarok you're not going to know what who the hell that is or the context behind it well, I don't or, think you, you know, really need, like, like so. context behind it. I think, like, that's what makes it, like, a good choice is that it's, like, it's very obvious what's gone down. I don't think you yeah. need to know who it is. I'm just a bit of a whore for law, and I just wanted something I'm sorry, say more. that again? You're a what? <laughs> a whore for law. <laughs> do, you, do you not get that? No? <laughs> yeah. Is that not the best thing you've had all week? That's so fantastic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed that. I love that so much. Oh my god. Whore for lore. I'm a whore for lore. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> um, the other note I made on the um, bad memory time cell is that it's gorgeous. It matches mm. Asgard perfectly. Yeah. Especially on a TV show budget where they didn't have to put any effort into that at all. It could have literally been like a void. Yeah, right? It's such a pretty location. Well done, production team. So Loki gets left in there, Mobius goes for his little wander, and he talks to B-15. And he's, this is a throwaway comment that he made, but it stuck with me. And he said, they've brought in Kree, Titans, and vampires. Why is it the two Loki variants causing all the trouble? Mm-hmm. Vampires? <laughs> Edward Collins somewhere confirming- in there. Are they confirming vampires in the MCU? Is that really what they're doing? I think so. Because we've met the Kree, we've met Titans. Mm-hmm. Vampires. Vampires in the MCU? Look out for that in your next Avengers film. <laughs> Avengers A- 4. <laughs> Avengers versus the Cullens. The Cullens, <laughs> yeah. I'm so- yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the introduction of vampires in the MCU, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a nice catch. There's also the fact that they say about Kree Titans vampires, we don't see them. We still only visit Earth and Asgard for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And Lamentus 1, which still looks like humans. And I know that it's TV budget, so I understand that. But we still don't... They're throwaway comments and like not much depth into it, which reinforces the whole Earth is the main planet thing. So then it goes back to Loki in the bad memory time cell and he apologizes and the cycle stops, right? Because he says like that he's sorry, he only does it because he thinks he's going to be alone. and Yeah, and then she says like, you are alone and walks away. And then Mobius shows up. Yeah. Then he goes back into the time cell and it starts all over again. So the apology means nothing. Yeah. So that kind of confused me. But anyway, he Mobius comes back, he pulls Loki out of the bad bad memory time cell the bmtc mm-hmm. and he's just mean like mobius is just really mean and says Haha, sylvie's dead you're dumb um, i mean i don't think it was mean i think mobius <laughs> was doing his job and like honestly loki kind of deserved it oh I've, no you, you make great points except for the fact that at this point i feel very bad for loki <laughs> I don't. So I'm like, like, Mobius, leave him alone, please. (laughs) This is mean. You're Um, too protective. I'm just too invested in the episode. I feel feel what they want me to feel, okay? (laughs) Um, And then I had the thought of, is Mobius just a variant of Owen Wilson, the actor? So is (laughs) Owen Wilson in the MCU? (laughs) 
gonna like go to his real timeline and be like, I have to film Night at the Museum. I was, I was, I was in cars. <laughs> Crazy. He's, like the la- I really want the last line of the series to be him walking out of the cars cr- premiere and going, ciao. I would, I would die. Um, I would, honestly. It would make my year if they just turned around and was like, yeah, um, Mobius is a variant. He was Owen Wilson. He was in Night at the Museum. But then he said no to Cars, which made him a variant because Cars is part of the secret timeline. Um, I would just really like that, you know. Yeah, so if y'all are uh, like taking notes from fans, that's what we're looking for. Thank you. (laughs) We're looking for Monsters, Inc. in the MCU. And Cars. (laughs) And then... Loki basically goes off on one because he thinks Sylvie's dead, which is very cute because mm-hmm. he cares, because he's in love with himself, which is hilarious. Did you see that interview that Loki did about the TV series Loki? Did you just call Tom Hiddleston Loki? Yeah, so Tom Tom Hiddleston <laughs> does the interview for, as part of like a promotion for Loki, uh-huh. the TV show. And one of the questions is, does Loki get a love interest in the show. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that TikTok. That's hilarious. I yeah. love that. I he didn't was see like, that before, you need a relationship with oneself. Yours. Yeah, he you does like a yourself. little smirk. And I was but like, obviously, you would notice that until now. I was like, you're so fucking annoying. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I love it. He knew. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He was like, <laughs> they're going to be all over this in four months. Yeah, he knew people would go back and look at it and be like, you bastard. You bastard. Um, <laughs> I'm not bleeping all of these out. This is just going to be a non-family-friendly episode. Oh, oh. Because we've so much already. Oh, fuck. I, damn it. I forgot <laughs> we're not supposed to swear. I don't remember us making that conscious decision. Oh, I'm not in that's, that's public amazing. mode. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for swearing in the realisation that we've been swearing. <laughs> it's who I am. What can I say? So then Mobius goes off on one. He says that Loki is too busy swooning over Sylvie to get anything done. The fact he uses the words swooning is the only reason I made that note. Because <laughs> it's great the way it was delivered. It was just like, you're too busy swooning over each other. I thought that was really good. Oh my god. And then, obviously, he says that them being together would break reality. Heck, it's breaking my reality right now. Yes. He says that. Mm-hmm. So that's leading back into the chaos magic. Chaos Breaking Reality, Doctor Strange 2, WandaVision, they all kind of link in. They're making those references. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's can, to be said on that. Yeah. Um, Loki then tells the truth. He snaps. He goes, you're a, you're a variant. You're, you're a variant, Harry. And, <laughs> you know. Harry. And it does not go over well at all. No. And Mobius thinks he's lying. So Loki's out here being honest. And it gets thrown back in his face. Why, why would you try and be good if every time you try and be good... Mobius just turns around and goes, nah. Well, you, you I don't know. Fake. Listen, Mobius gave him his chance, and then he ran away with himself into the sunset. So, I don't... Wouldn't you? I... <laughs> Listen, whether I would or wouldn't is not the question here. Sorry, you're standing in a supermarket that's about to be hit by a tornado, and you can either run off with your government friends... Or you can run through the shiny door that was just created by another version of yourself. It was somehow hotter. And, like, of course yeah. I would take the opportunity. Of course I would. But I then would not expect my government friends to trust me. Then I write the note of just Mobius sucks. Um, <gasps> take it back <laughs> right now. Because he's being mean, and I don't like 
Well, maybe if he had a jet ski to unwind on. Exactly. Maybe he had a jet ski. Maybe that's the point. Okay, so Mobius is like, okay, Loki, you're lying and it's not funny. Back into the memory hell. You go. Yeah, off he, back, off he goes again and Mobius is off to go talk to the judge, mm-hmm. which ha- who has a name, Ravona. I take your word for it. I just heard a weird jumble of syllables when he said exactly. it. Exactly. I was like, I, um, okay. Yeah. I'm just kind of taking the, the sound on it. <laughs> judge is judge is being sus like this whole time, right? Yeah. The judge like just, I think throughout the whole series, just like feels so, so fake and shiny. Like she's using her personal relationship with Mobius to deflect mm-hmm. these questions that he's asking her like hey why can't I go talk to Sylvie oh did you know you're my favorite yeah it's it's not great it doesn't come across well for her and obviously it's re- slowly revealed that like she knows more than she's letting on as well mm-hmm. so she may not be a villain but she's definitely complicit in all of this yeah um, I get big villain vibes from her though Oh, yeah, but you thought she was the lizard gods in the last episode. When we ended our theories at the end of last episode and of the podcast. And I stand by it. That was your theory. I stand by it. <laughs> I still believe it. She's sus. And then um, Mobius steals the tablet thing. I don't know what they're called. He does the old switcheroo. The, he does an old switcheroo on the devices. Mm-hmm. And then he heads off. And... We kind of know what he's going to do. But they swap back to B-15 and Sylvie. They've gone back to Rock's car. B-15 is my favorite character. I just need to say that. And I say this. I say B-15 is the only character I care about in this series. And I mean it. <laughs> Literally, one of my comments later on, when, when we see them later on, is go on fi- B-15, you're an icon. Literally. I just have love slowly it. fallen in love with B-15. Absolutely love Such B-15. a good character. And then B-15 says, I looked happy, and oh. I felt like I was going to cry, oh, because like, you've just taken a life away from these people. It was really well, another really well done scene in terms of just how the visuals and the music hit it home, even if the script kind of hits and misses sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, in those moments, you know how you're supposed to feel because of everything else, mm-hmm. and I just felt so bad for B-15 in that moment, because you're just like you've been you're a variant this whole time you've had a life you could have kids and now you're trapped here yeah and so they do all of that sylvie also looks really sad for b15 as well that's so much empathy there and then we see mobius and this is the scene where the two stupid signs were in the background that distracted me (laughs) because they didn't match up and he's looking at the ipad (laughs) i don't know what they're called i don't and screen <laughs> yes and he's looking at the case of c c20 yes c20 i wish they had names um yeah. and she's dead dead right they say deceased but is that pruned i think they say pruned. Or is that dead dead i don't think that's dead dead so she's she's deceased and we see that she didn't go insane mm-hmm. like the judge said she's just very very lucid she just knows that she's a variant and that's why she got pruned or Mm -hmm. whatever whatever ended up happening to c20 is because she knew too much not because of sylvie sylvie didn't actually do anything wrong just showed her the truth i said would this count as a crisis of faith for mobius 
because Ooh. we had the conversation in about episode one where Mobius says that it's the same as his religion to believe that he was created by the timekeepers. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And so, like, is this now a crisis of faith for him where, like, everything he believed is wrong? Oh, and that's definitely. kind of why he goes off on one with Loki to be like, well, no, now I'm on your side. I choose chaos. I choose, you know, whatever, because everything I've known is a lie. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting. So then Mobius goes back to let Loki out of the BMTC. The first thing he says is, do you truly believe you deserve to be alone? And then Loki right. kind of starts his whole spiel of, well, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then Mobius goes, shut up. Do you believe you deserve to be alone? And Loki doesn't respond. And then <laughs> Mobius goes, well. And Loki goes, well, you told me to shut up. And it's like my favourite line. It's, it's so, so campy. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Uh, I loved that so much. God. And then Mobius says, do you really believe Sylvie? She didn't plant those memories. Um, I believe her. Loki turns around and goes, I believe her. Mobius says, so I have to believe the word of two Lokis. And Loki goes, the word of a friend. Which I have to agree that that was a bit campy. Right? Right? I'm like, what in the after school special are you doing right now? And then Mobius says, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, you know, you can be anything you want to be, even if that's good. Which, obviously, the way I've said it isn't great, but the way that that line was, I really liked that line. Because it was very after-school special, but, like, I don't think Loki's ever heard that before. And so from a I love Loki perspective, I liked that line. From a delivery and context perspective, I didn't. Yeah. So they, uh, they exit the uh, little time cell. And mm-hmm. Ravona's there waiting, Judge Lady. With guards. With four whole guards. Mobius really tries to weasel his way out of it. He goes, Ugh, I just I just realized that we we switched things. That's so silly, isn't it? And she is not buying it. And- yeah, she doesn't buy it. And so he turns around and he goes, Hey, um, you know what time I would go to? The time that I'm from, because I'm a variant and I'm onto you. Yeah. And I've just exposed my entire secret because I've had a crisis of faith and I don't care if I die. Um, and it's a good thing he doesn't care. because. And he mentions he mentions the Jexy like twice. And then he gets pruned. Yeah, he and sure gets disintegrated. Loki goes into a bit of shock. I went into a little bit of shock. Okay, I don't see... I did not see shock on Loki's face. I saw just immediate sadness, and that bothered me. I was like... Sad, Loki. He just starts crying, and I was like, you're not taking a single moment to take this in. I don't know. I'm complaining about really small things, but... Loki's sad because his friend is dead. My friend's dead. You killed killed my friend. Loki, this isn't new to you. All your friends are dead. Get over. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> You're dead. You die a lot. You die a lot. Come on. This isn't new. <laughs> um and then they walk Loki to the elevators and once again the music is Beautiful. phenomenal. It's very, very similar to and you haven't seen it, but Thor Ragnarok, there's a scene right at the start of the movie where they have actors on Asgard doing a little play about how Loki died to save Asgard. It's all very dramatic and fake, and Loki wrote it, and, you know, (laughs) it's kind of got that vibe. Yeah. And the music that they use over that scene has elements similar to what we heard in the scene on the way to the elevator. 
not in the sense of it was lifted out, but I just think that they were very similar, which was very cool. <laughs> it was just so good on its own. That music, oh my god. Yeah. And Sylvie can see how sad Loki is because she asks if he's okay and he just kind of looks at her with puppy eyes <laughs> and it's really cute and sad. And then they get in the elevator and Sylvie kind of says like, hey, why was I a nexus point? Sylvie kind of asks, do you remember me? And the judge says yes. But then when Sylvie says, oh, so why was I brought in? The judge goes, no, I don't remember. I don't remember you. More nonsense from the judge. She's so mean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then we finally see the lizard gods. Yeah. And I know that they look fake on purpose. But good lord, they look fake. It's like, it's really frustrating for me because, yes, they're meant to be fake looking. I get that. Mm -hmm. I understand why they did it. But not everyone watching it would have known from the start, like, oh, I think the lizard gods are fake. Mm -hmm. And so that suspension of reality when you walk, when they walk in and you see them, you're like, they look dreadful. That would kind of give it away before that big reveal literally four minutes later. Yeah. But I mean, also it kind of takes away from that TV budget. Oh no, I understand TV budget. I literally wrote down TV budget. But I feel like more could have been done to have that big moment at the end. Because basically, I'm getting ahead again. But the they start talking. Does it not sound like one person doing three funny voices? I have no idea. I literally made a comment. I don't understand a word that these people are saying. <laughs> I had no idea. I was I like, think... what kind of voice change? Like, I really hope none of this is important because I don't know what you're saying. It literally, if you listen to it again, it sounds like Loki doing funny voices. It sounds like Tom Hiddleston sat there and did three funny voices and uh. spoke a bit of narrative. Oh my God. It literally felt like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. Wizard it was very Wizard of Oz. While we're there, they were in quite a funky room. Yeah, lots of smoke. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, very Wizard of Oz. They've got the weird red symbol, which I have to believe references something. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what. Couldn't tell you what? Don't read the comics. <laughs> Someone <laughs> out there has read every comic and knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. It goes on forever. Like, if you look at the background, it's like those upside down staircases and all of the kind of wiggly woggly, I guess, lack of a better term. <laughs> and it kind of goes on forever. And it's very, very similar to Doctor Strange, which you also haven't seen. So and... I love you. <laughs> and it looks very similar to going into a separate dimension where they start, in one of the scenes, they start folding the reality in on itself. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, bouncing off of buildings that are going sideways. It mm -hmm. seems very similar to that. Mm. But at the same time, all of the red and the blue and the smoke and the whatever it feels very reality stone yeah so you've got time stone from doctor strange you've got chaos magic from wandavision which is the mind stone and then you've also got the reality stone vibes about the whole aspect the whole tva at this point i, d I know that they've destroyed the infinity stones like that's the whole thing that they've done time stones need to be left in phase three whatever but it feels like they keep bringing it back then in comes b15 we love B15. We love B15. Literally, thank God. Thank God for B15. Absolutely. Saving the whole scene, to be fair. Comes yeah. in, delivers the iconic line for all time, which has been used basically against the good guys this entire time, mm -hmm. and takes off their time collars. And Hell yeah, she does. 
they start they start fighting. Kachow, kachow. I wrote here the timekeeper's just not gonna move. Literally, gonna I was like, um, which again drives home the fact that they're fake. Before okay, in their defense, the judge like doesn't move. One female Loki walks up to the judge. Like, she waits for the judge to pick up a weapon for them to spar. Yeah. It's, mm, yeah. It was an interesting fight sequence. Then the fight sequence kind of kicks off, and you get the parallels between Loki-Sylvie fight styles again, which is very cool. Suddenly, Sylvie, what, throws a machete at one of the timekeepers? Is oh that, isn't that what happens? And yeah, I think that's how off? that gets there. No, um... One of the timekeepers, one of the lizard gods, makes the comment that Sylvie is a child of the timekeepers. How on earth did I miss that? Because Loki is walking up, he hands her the machete, and the middle timekeeper says something along the lines of, you don't have to do this, we can talk, you're a child of the timekeepers, we can talk about blah blah blah. Trying to basically trying to save themselves, and then she goes, I'm not interested, throws the machete, cuts his head off, it rolls to the floor, Loki kind of goes, wait, and then they pick it up and you see it's fake. But there is that throwaway comment of Loki is a child of the timekeepers. I truly could not understand a single word they said. It was all gibberish. Does that mean, and this kind of lo- links into the mid-credits scene, so like, bear with her. Mm-hmm. If Loki, if Loki is behind the lizard gods and the TVA, Sylvie would be a child of the TVA and the timekeepers because they're the same, they're variants of the same person. Mm-hmm. So you could arguably say they're my child because they're me. They're an extension of myself. Yeah. And if that Loki was using the TVA to hunt down other variants of Loki so that they could be the got the Loki. That would kind of link into why so many Lokis had been pruned mm. in the mid-credit scene. But it's odd that they reach out to Sylvie and not Loki. But like, also, they they might just be trying to save their ass because they know that, like, oh, 100%. like who's child of the time gods? They're not real. <laughs> I'm a child of the lizard gods. Thank you. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a child of like the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. I don't. That's terrifying. Never say that again. Uh... <laughs> So, the lizard gods are fake, which we knew. We did. We're very smart. We're very genius. Love this for We've been us. saying that since week one. Lizard gods are fake. Then Loki tries to confess his feelings for Sylvie in order to break the reality of the TVA. <laughs> um, and then he gets pruned. Sure does. And there's, this, there's a TV show I watch mm-hmm. called Ruby. Okay. And at the end of season eight like the season they're on mm-hmm. there's a two-parter and basically there's a bridge between two cities basically i'm simplifying this down as much as i can yeah so that i don't have to describe the entire series but they build a portal from one city to another to escape an invasion mm-hmm. and to get through from one place to another there's a bridge but if you fall off the bridge you basically fall into the void and you die that's the whole point Mm-hmm. So it kind of creates this big final fight scene where they're trying to get people from point A to point B without falling in while things are attacking them. It's like a really dramatic scene. And then one of the four main characters gets hit into the void. And you kind of go, oh my god, they've just killed off this character that I've loved for eight years. 
but then in the finale, like the last episode, the episode following that, mm-hmm. suddenly the three other main characters are hit into the void. Mm-hmm. Like one after another, and it builds up and it builds up, but then suddenly the last one goes, and you kind of go, well, they're not going to kill them all off. You know? And I feel like that's what happened with this, with Mobius and Loki. You know? Because Mobius gets pruned and you go, oh my god, did they actually just kill Mobius? And then Loki gets pruned and you go, well, they're not going to kill Loki. And suddenly that's taken away. Like, you don't care as much that Mobius was pruned because he's alive somewhere. Yeah, because I don't Loki's gonna be alive. think I cared so much because th- well, we both thought that the lizard gods were like, fake from the get-go and like the tv is not super real so i was like i don't think they're actually disintegrating people because i don't think they really have any power i really feel like it's kind of like a giver situation but i just think that by using the pruning on mobius and then literally 10 minutes later doing it to loki any element of oh my god they've actually killed him is gone you have 10 minutes of oh i think they've actually killed mobius but I feel like they don't they don't need that. They don't need you to feel like, oh, my God, he's gone. They just need you to feel that initial like, oh, what? Because then immediately they, they let us know. I don't think they meant for it to be any sort of like super suspenseful cliffhanger. I know. I just I don't so like that kind saying? of writing. <laughs> no, because I understand. I understand it. I just don't like that kind of narrative point where it's just like, hey, we're going to kill off this character. For no reason, because you're not going to care. But they're not you know, killed I don't, off. I don't like that. Yeah, I would understand scene, that if they were being taken, killed off. You've literally taken Mobius out of this reality, out of this plot, for the time being. Because obviously we know that they're going to go re- reunite wherever they are now. But what I'm saying is, if you follow it from the episode start to finish, until it's confirmed that they come back, they've basically tried to say you know, Mobius is dead. Because that's what they say pruning is. I'm talk- I'm not talking about from a, you know, the whole episode perspective. I'm talking about as you're watching the Wait, episode. Wait, hold on. If you're just- from a whole episode perspective, you just said from the episode start to finish. Yeah, so if you're, if you're consuming the media as it's happening, you're not thinking about anything, you're head empty, and you're just watching it as it's happening, when Mobius gets pruned, all the information you have is that pruning equals death. Because- in the first episode, that's all Loki's trying to avoid when he's taken by the TVA. And they do it to a bunch of characters, and, you know, it seems like a really painful death because people are screaming. And then they do it to Mobius, and you think, oh, okay, they've just killed Mobius, right? Then ten minutes later, they do it to Loki, you find out the time god, the lizard gods are fake, and you're like, okay, so they haven't killed him. And I just think it's a waste of narrative... To well, what did you want them to do? I think, kill a character? I think you're being <laughs> too mean to the viewer. No. <laughs> okay, fuck you. I don't... I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, because I said, I said no as I was taking a sip of drink, so it came out a lot shorter than I was trying. You literally said, no. No. <laughs> no, actually, that's it. That's the end of that thought. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. It feels like, hey, we're going to try and get this emotion out of the viewer for no reason. I just think that it's a waste. If you had done it at the start of the episode, and I know they wouldn't, but if they had fake killed off Mobius in the first 10 minutes, and then for 30 minutes, you just 
existed with the fact that you thought Mobius was dead, that has more impact than, hey, Mobius is dead, five minutes later, oh no, he's not. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, (laughs) I know that the lizard gods were fake and that pruning probably didn't mean anything, but in the grand scheme, it was kind of a waste of time. So you're, no, what what you're saying, it feels like whenever there's a twist that makes you question something that happened earlier, that's dumb and bad and you shouldn't do it. That's what it sounds like you're saying. No, I'm just saying that if you're going to try and convince the audience that a character is dead or that they've just sacrificed themselves for the cause, don't undo that 10 minutes later. Like, have a little bit of breathing room for it so that people can go, oh, I think they're actually dead. That's all I'm saying. I just think that if you're gonna do something like that, like, with that example that I told you about, for a whole week, we thought this character was, like, dead. Like, dead, dead. Like, gone forever, written out of the show, dead. And then at the end of the second episode, the other ones kind of fell into the void and you're like, oh, okay, so maybe they're not dead. Maybe they've just gone to a different dimension or something. I mean, I think that's great and that worked for that show, but I, like, I don't think there's any one right way to do that. I don't think it's oh, bad I'm that they... Oh, I'm not saying there's a right way to do it. They, I'm saying personally. Yes, you are. <laughs> you just said they, it's bad to do it the way that they did it in the show. Yeah, but this is personal opinion. I'm not saying that my my word is God. Right, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you think you are. I'm saying that you're being very harsh on them. I'm being very harsh on them. You've called them campy for four weeks. Uh, that's because objectively they are campy. But objectively, it's a weird choice. Ob- <laughs> okay, so if the writers of Loki would are like you... to bring us on, I think we've got some. Are you at wit's end yet? What? Are you at wit's end yet? No, I think we <laughs> have four minutes left insanity? until wit's end. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. In that case, um, <laughs> in that case, um, let's talk about the um credits and the end credit scene. I would um, like to speak about one character and one character only. And okay, I can imagine which one. Could you t- one say it at the same time? One, two, three, the alligator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> oh my god. I knew you'd like the alligator. I don't, I don't um, remember what I said in my reaction. I think I said, who the fuck are these clowns? <laughs> <laughs> something like that i was like are you kidding me in insert here um whatever the hell you said first of all that end credit song i want to like that was so boppy it was so good i loved that i think i've literally said i want it at my wedding it's i Aww. love that so funky natalie you're hired natalie i adore you hi and then yeah we see that weird end credit scene where we see the loki version of the avengers aka loki's dream with the alligator the beautiful band of misfits did you see the background i was not paying attention there was an alligator wearing loki horns i and i do understand (laughs) why you wouldn't have looked i'm so sorry tell me what's the background where are we you're in new york why did i think we were in the middle of like the mountains and in the background just to the right of the characters is a very very destroyed avengers tower Oh, okay, hold on. I need to go look at this right now because I literally thought we were in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> what the fuck? What was I watching? The, the alligator. You know, you're The alligator right. with horns. You're right, you're right. Okay. 
So there is grass. I'm not wrong. Right. I'm looking at... Oh, I guess that is New York. I don't know yeah. why. I really thought the buildings were mountains. <laughs> That's fair. You were distracted by the alligators. That's true. to the best of us. So yeah, you've got an Avengers um, tower Ooh. in the background that's being completely destroyed. So this could either be another timeline or just maybe a dead timeline mm-hmm. that the timekeepers destroyed. We'll see. Maybe timekeepers go to each reality and destroy each timeline that they call the sacred timeline until there's one left. I feel like that's kind of what they have to do to get their sacred timeline. Yeah. That's, uh, then we have the mid-credit scene, which is wonderful because I've missed mid-credit scenes. Yeah. I really like them. And that's the episode. Absolutely fantastic. I I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for them to tie this up in two episodes. Yeah, I think there were a couple of wobble moments in the episode. I don't think it was perfect. Yeah. But it's definitely improved upon, especially when you compare it to the first episode. I think this is my favorite episode just because of B15. This is my favorite episode um, because Mobius acts like a four-year-old. <laughs> Give the man a jet ski. I'm begging. You're not my friend. Oh my god. You were mean to me. You betrayed me. You were my friend. I hate it here. Predictions. So last week you thought that the judge controlled the lizard gods. Is that still the case? Yes, I do still very much believe that. Or I, maybe she either controls them or is in very close cahoots with whoever does. I think she plays a bigger role than she lets on. And as far as Loki, I, I hope the alligator wins and I hope that Mobius kisses Loki on the mouth. Um, that's my prediction. Please, God, just don't let him fall in love with himself. I'm begging. Like, I'm so happy he got killed. Love it. It's mm-hmm. great. It's violent towards the romance, but okay. Um, Obviously, last week I predicted that it was Loki. I still think that's the case. Mm-hmm. I still think it's Loki. I think that there is a Loki controlling it all. And he'll be... um, He's going to try and destroy all the other timelines so that all that's left is a timeline where he wins. And that he's killing Loki's, mm-hmm. which is how we get the end credit scene or the mid credit scene where the Loki Avengers are waiting for him. And yeah, that's pretty much my prediction. And I think that him and Sylvie go and live on a farm, live their happy little lives together. So yeah, there there you go. Awesome. Rounding out the episode. That was fun. We should do this again sometime. We should, maybe with the last two episodes. (laughs) Maybe, who knows? Sounds good. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening, pals. Let us know what you think what your predictions are yes do you even watch loki shout out to alex who doesn't watch loki and listens to the podcast just sits there confused for an hour love you alex (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate you um but yeah i hope you enjoyed and we'll hear hear you you'll hear us next week ka-chow (laughs) ka-chow ka-chow bye-bye bye